0: He is rebuilding the church. And the title of today's message is Under Construction. I'm telling you that there is a church coming forth. I know that right now we're in a situation. It looks chaotic. It looks as though there's darkness and there is no hope on the other side. But I'm here to tell you that we're coming through this and we're going to make it on to the other side. Remember when the Israelites were at the Red Sea? They had been released out. From under Pharaoh and as they came across the terrain heading towards the Red Sea, little did they know that Pharaoh was going to be behind them chasing them down with his army and his best chariots. As they're chasing the Israelites down after Pharaoh has agreed to let them out of bondage and they get to the Red Sea, there's no way out. Can you imagine Facing the ocean. Can't you just see it right now? There is no turn to the left or the right. It doesn't matter. The army's behind you. The sea is before you. Now, what are you going to do? It looks like despair is the only thing that's going to take place. But remember, God had Moses raise his staff. And when Moses raised his staff, the waters were parted and the Israelites walked through. To the other side. I want to tell you that right now, we're going to make it over to the other side. The church is going to make it. We lead the way for the world. The church is now beginning to take its seat of authority, its seat of authority in the nation, in the world. The church is about to shake the nation. God is raising up an army. They are invincible. They're going to pray such fervent prayers. They're going to pray the kind of prayers that the disciples prayed. Remember, the disciples said after they received power from the Holy Spirit, they took off doing the mighty works of God. They were in power. We're well, right now in the midst of a pandemic, in the midst of social unrest. God is building the church. It is under construction. A new church is coming forth. It is a church of love and peace and compassion. That is what is going to reign in the end times. God is calling the church to a place of prayer. Prayer is the foundation that gave the disciples the power to go forth. And do the mighty works of God. And there is no other way. You remember what the disciples said in Acts 6, 4? They said, we will give ourselves continually to prayer and to the ministry of the word. And that's where God is calling the church right now. He's calling the church to prayer. He's calling the church back to his roots. I want to tell you that right now in this country, A generation, I call it the Joshua generation, they are raising up and it is the young people in the country. As God has a church under construction, well, I'm telling you, the young people that are part of the social unrest, they want peace. They want unity. They want love as the rest of the country does, but they're part of the healing of the country and they will not rest until they get it. That's the Joshua generation. I see them locking arms. The Lord showed me the other day. They're locking arms, and I saw them coming across the terrain together as one, and not one of them was missing a step. And they were of all races. All nationalities were together, and they were coming across the terrain. This is God's Joshua generation. They are willing to fight in the spirit realm. They are out there as fishers of men. They are out there asking in the midst of the crowd. Have you given your life to Christ? Do you know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior? I am telling you, as the church gets behind the Joshua generation and praise them through, we are going to see a mighty revival break out. And the Joshua generation is part of that revival. These are young people. Some of them, they're like in their 20s, 1920, might be some of the the younger ones. They're in their 20s, their 30s. They're not 50 years old. It's not quite that generation. Maybe just... Uh, before 40, 42 years old, something like that. From that age to 42, that's your Joshua generation. And I mean, they are on the front line in this country and God is raising them up and they're going to have a mighty voice in the end times. I know that the child of God is looking at the situation and you may wonder, but again, I'm here to tell you, we're going to make it to the other side. And as we go through, the fire of affliction, we will come through as pure gold. God is going to rain his glory down upon the church in the midst of the pandemic, in the midst of the unrest in the country. He is doing a new thing. He said, I cannot put New wine in old skins. Well, God is doing a purging, not only to us in the church through our prayers, but he's also doing a purging in the nation. He's pouring in new wine, but he can't pour it in to old skins. And so there's a purging that is coming forth in the nation. So it may look like God is not in control of the situation, but I want to tell you that the master is in Control. When the Israelites came out of slavery in Egypt after 400 years of hardship, God promised them what would be on the other side, that there would be a time of peace. And that land that they were going to, that he had promised them, that it would flow with milk and honey. The promise of God is given to us. But the promise of God is his word, what he has promised us. And then there is the inheritance. Well, we know the word of God and we pray the word of God, but the inheritance is what God, what he's stored for us. And so we take the inheritance by faith. That's how we receive the inheritance of God. We must take it by faith. I want to tell you that there is a promise before the church. There is a promise of the end time church and what it will be like. And God always keeps his words. When we take his promises, we take the inheritance By faith. It wasn't that long ago, I remember, I've got to share this with you today. I remember I was out of town, and I was visiting my mother, and it was the summertime. And I remember leaving the house, and when I left the house, I was going to run an errand. I will never forget this moment in my life. I was in the van, and I had just exited the street. And just as I was about to go up on the ramp of the freeway, and I'm in the car all by myself, out of nowhere, I hear a voice. And the voice said, I'm Valerie Sneed with Prayers Heard in Heaven. And I stopped for a moment. I thought, what what am I saying? Why am I hearing that? And right away in my spirit, the Holy Spirit gave me radio. I said, radio? I'm going to speak on the radio? Now, How in the world is that going to happen, right? But I'll tell you what, I hid it in my heart and I told no one. I guess you know that God kept his word and the inheritance of the promise. I took it by faith because I believed the word of God. I didn't know how, where, how was this going to happen? But I knew that if God spoke it, He would perform it. That's the way we have to look at the word of God, that whatever God has spoken, he is faithful to perform it. God has a promise for each and every one of us. And as we receive his promises, that's our inheritance, what he has stored up for us. And we take it by faith. The ministry went through trials. It went through difficult times financially. It went through trying times, just all kinds of circumstances, personal events in in Joan's life, and my life, as we were both together bringing up this ministry as God had called us to do. But we stuck together and we stuck with the plan because one day in prayer, he gave me the commission, teach my people to pray. And that was a commission of prayers heard in heaven. So we struggled through our journeys and we made it out on the other side. You know, oftentimes I want to tell you, I have cried enough tears and I have suffered enough to tell you that God will prevail for you the same way that he has prevailed for me. No matter what you are facing, God has positioned you as a child of God in a position of victory. I want to just give you three principles of how to face difficult circumstances when your life seems as though it's under construction like the church. One, face your circumstances knowing that God has planned victory for you in this circumstance, even though you may not be able to see the way out. First Peter 4, 12 to 19 says this, Beloved. Think it not strange concerning the fiery trial, which is to try you as though some strange thing has happened to you. But rejoice in as much as you are partakers of Christ's suffering, that when his glory shall be revealed, you may be glad also with exceeding joy. He's telling you that you're going to come forth as pure gold. The second principle, there is an answer to the dilemma. Whatever you're facing, there is an answer and God is going to make a way of escape for you. Isaiah 45, two to three. I will go before thee and make the crooked paths straight. I will break in pieces the gates of brass and cut in sunder the bars of iron. I will give thee the treasures of darkness and hidden riches of secret places that thou may know us that I, the Lord, which called thee by name, I am and the God of Israel. The third principle, God will prevail for you. Pray about the circumstance you are facing. Pray to hear and receive revelation from God. Maybe you're saying, "Valerie, what kind of prayer am I going to pray? How do I pray like that?" Let's just pray, and that will be the answer to the question. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, Lord, open the eyes of my understanding. Father, I want to know your will and your ways. Father, I seek above all else to have a communion relationship with you where I can perceive with my eyes and hear with my ears what your voice, your spirit is guiding me to do and in the path that I should go. Father, when the bread of adversity and the water of affliction is before me, teacher, reveal yourself that I may see you. The scripture says, Whether I turn to the right or to the left, may my ears will hear the voice behind me that says, Walk ye in this way. His spirit will be directing your path. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, open the eyes of my understanding in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Cry out to him until you receive what you are asking for. Don't be afraid. To have a holy wrestling match with God. Telling God, I will not let you go until you bless me. I will not let you go until the eyes of my understanding are open. I want to know your ways. I want to understand your heart. When you begin to pray for God like this, when you pray to him this way, you are establishing a new relationship with God. Lord, I want to walk an unbroken communion with you and begin to pray that way. Make God your number one priority. You will find that your life personally also will be under construction because God will be doing a new thing that the cry of the child's heart that prays that way. I promise you, God is going to direct you and the Holy spirit is going to guide you. Someone listening today. I just feel they have no hope. When I even thought about this message, I could feel that that someone would be listening that would not have any hope and wondering, is God going to prevail for me, Valerie? Will he really prevail for me the way he prevailed for you? Is he going to make a way out of my trial? Do you understand how bad my trial really is? I want to tell you that God has already made a way out for you. He has not turned your situation over to the hands of the enemy. But Satan will try to defeat the child of God. He desires to bring depression and worry and anxiety and fear upon you. He tries to place that to take away your victory. God wants you to pray prayers that are fervent. Pray as though he is already answering your prayer because he is as you pray. And you know, in the Old Testament, the man named Job In the Bible that lost everything in the book of Job. Job couldn't see that behind his trial that it was Satan. When we read the book of Job, we see that God didn't leave Job. It was Satan behind the scene that was causing Job's affliction. God didn't leave Job and neither has he left you. Isaiah 43 and 2. When you go through deep waters, I will be with you. When you go through the rivers of difficulty you will not drown. When you walk through the fire of oppression, you will not be burned up. The flames will not consume you. Isaiah 43 and two in Exodus. God says this to Moses, behold, I will stand there before you by the rock of Horeb. And when you strike the rock, water will come forth of it for the people to drink. So Moses did this in the sight of the elders of Israel. God is about to change your circumstance. And it has already begun in the unseen. Although you do not. Perceive it. He wants to empower you because he wants to do a new thing in your life. Though your life may be under construction, he is doing a new thing. God is going to move some things out of your way. He loves you with an everlasting love. But what do we do in the midst of our circumstance? God gave Joshua a golden key. He said, Joshua, Meditate on the word day and night. And then he told Joshua what would happen if he obeyed. He said, Joshua, meditate on the word day and night. For if you do, you will succeed and all will. That you do. What was he saying to Joshua? He was saying, Joshua, don't have doubt. Don't go into depression. If you meditate on the word day and night, my spirit will encompass you round about. Anything that you face, I face. If you're afflicted, Joshua, I'll be afflicted. I'll prevail for you, Joshua. I will take you through the midst of the fire, and my army will proceed for you. I'll send my commander in chief, Michael, he will fight for you, Joshua. Joshua. Joshua, I will not leave you and I will not forsake you. That's what he was saying. Meditate on the word day and night, Joshua. Don't think negative thoughts. Don't have doubt, Joshua. Meditate on the word day and night. For if you do, Joshua, you will succeed in all that you do. That's what God is saying to you today. Meditate on my word day and night. Let it get down in your spirit, because if you do, you're going to succeed in all that you do. Nothing's going to come against you and overtake you. Nothing is going to be able to defeat you because the power of God, it's invincible. It's immutable. No force in this universe can come against him and prevail. The spirit of the Lord is not only within the child of God, but it can lie dormant. When you turn to the power of God and you begin to pray. I'm telling you, the spirit of the Lord, his presence rises up and his spirit will fight for you. It's the anointing that breaks any yoke of bondage that comes upon you. It is the anointing of God that will fight your battle for you. Whatever you're facing right now, I may not know exactly what you are facing, and maybe your life is truly under construction. But I want to tell you that the general contractor is God. He is the one that's in control of the construction. And I tell you that as you stay in the fire, you're going to come forth as pure gold. Isaiah 45 and 2, 3 says this. I will go before thee and make the crooked path straight. I will break the pieces and the gates of brass and cut in sunder the bars of iron. I will make thee treasures. I will give thee the treasures of darkness, hidden riches in secret places that thou may know us that I, the Lord, which call thee by name. That's what God is saying to you today. Is there a crooked place in your life right now? Is there a path that you wish was straight? Well, you're listening to this message today because God is telling you right now, I'm going to make the crooked path straight in your life. I'm going to take care of the circumstances that maybe have been after you for a long time. That's how it feels. But I'm in the midst of the fire with you and you're going to make it to the other side because I'm bringing you out because I always make a way of escape. The circumstances in this world are not to overtake you. You are to overtake them. God has the church under construction and he is raising up an invincible army of believers. They're going to pray such fervent prayers. They are the ones who have been in trials. They understand tears. They understand suffering. If you are suffering, I want to tell you that God has you under construction. He's making you. I'm sure you remember I studied under a missionary for 23 years. And under her, I learned prayer. And I remember when I was going through difficult situations, she say, oh, child, God's just making you, Valerie. He's just making you. And I would think in my mind. I really don't want to be made. I don't want to be made at all. But I respected her enough not to say that to her. But that's what I was thinking. I did not want to be made. I did not want to go through my trials and suffer. But I'll tell you what, God brought me out on the other side. He brought me out because what she was saying was, you're just under construction. God is making you new. He is building you up to be a mighty tower. He's building you up to be a watchman looking out to warn others. He's building you up to be a teacher of the word of God. God is going to bring you through. He has a purpose for your life. He has a divine purpose. He's going to bring you out of where you are to the other side. And on the other side, you're going to be able to look back and you will be able to see what the Lord has done. That's when we're able to say, look and see what the Lord has done. Has he not been mighty in our midst? God is raising up a people that will obey the master's voice. And that people, that army that he is raising up, they're going to pray prayers. And when they pray, they're going to pray like the entire world is in need of their prayers. They're going to pray like they're the only person in the nation praying. They're going to feel like that. If I don't pray, things are not going to turn out right because they're praying fervent prayers and they are going to join together with the believers that pray like that. And they're going to be an army that Satan cannot defeat. That's what God's doing in the church right now. Prayer is going to be the most sought after knowledge Of the day and God is bringing that to you right now he's calling you to a place of communion he's calling you to an intimate relationship as he has a church under construction a glorious new church is coming forth you and I also are the church the body of Christ is the church but you and I individually we are the church and we are learning he is directing us teaching us what he is doing and telling us what he is about to do. The end time church is a church of immutable power because the end time church understands that the immeasurable power of God can flow through them. God is raising up that invincible army. And today he's calling you to join that invincible army. And to pray fervent prayers as though the world depends upon your prayers personally. God is calling you to a new place today. Won't you answer that call? He's raising up that army. And this Joshua generation needs your prayers. It is the prayers behind the young people that are on the forefront right now. It is the prayers of the young people in the church that are really going to help break out revival. The young people are going to be a part of the revival that comes to the nation. Watch and see. When God speaks, he acts simultaneously. God is doing a new thing. Have we not known it? Oh my goodness. It is awesome, the plan that God has for the church. The same plan that he has for us individually. And it is not a plan of defeat. It is a plan to empower you i want to invite you to join us on our conference line go to our website and join us on a live saturday morning conference call we would like to meet you and talk with you and know your prayer request i'm valerie sneed with prayers heard in heaven teaching god's people to pray
1: you've been listening to valerie sneed with prayers heard in heaven If you missed any of the program, listen next Sunday evening at 530. For more information about their weekly live prayer call, visit their website at prayersheardinheaven.org.